it uh, lingers, and it can get caught up in an atmosphere of cultural clutter, which we called it. And we become intellectually sterilized, thinking of our lives, our, our lives are more independently run than in reality, which actually is taking place, especially, particularly if you're a, a child of God. And that we're called here for a specific purpose, and that is to glory in our salvation and to glory and bring glory to our Redeemer. It's a, it's a truth that should be continu- continually awestruck because of the salvation that uh, has been granted to us, given to us by God. And it should produce us a, a continuous thanksgiving and praise, a heart that is generally, every morning, waking up with an attitude of gratefulness because of our salvation as we begin to understand the birth of this salvation that has been given to us. It's not something that we just decided to do. Our life should then be from thanksgiving to praise. There should be a walking, a walking instrument sensitive to the conviction of sin in our life. How is your conviction of sin? Is it something that gets pushed into the closet and brought out once in a while? Or is it really on the forefront of your daily living? We should be drawn under that conviction to a quick repentance, responding and seeking forgiveness that's available through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Seeking to grow under the word and the teaching of God, dependent upon the Holy Spirit's power, continually battling sin and finding victory. We should have a heart a soul growing in prayer with our Lord. How is your prayer life? Does it open up the day? Do you open up the day with a prayer? A seeking a time of communion with your Lord? A personal time? A time of praising? A time of thanksgiving? A time of longing to know Him? Growing into His presence? We should have a heart to gather as the saints. That's what kind of drew us here this evening. Is that gathering, that union we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Working together, lifting each other up, brothers and sisters, in our walk of sanctification. It's needful. It needs to be appearing in our hearts and our lives. All these practices are vital for growing in faith enabling us to be steadfast and bringing glory to God. Last Sunday, we focused on Romans eleven thirty six, For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. We expounded God's intrinsic glory. His glory by highlighting creation, history, and salvation. Bringing it to three things. All existence comes from him. For he's the source, architect, and sovereign. All things are through him. He's the means and administrator and the completer of all things that he's purposed. And it all belongs to him because it's all coming to a grand finale end where eternal glory, the corruption of sin, will be punished and put away and the glory of God will be manifested in a new heaven and a new earth. 
He has called his people for one main reason. And I trust that we're slowly getting this. A people for himself, for his glory. We're not independent creatures, Christian creatures. We, we belong to God. As we're going through this slave study, it's starting to magnify. It should be starting to open up to you, your own hearts, that you've been bought with a price. You are now a child of God. That he's called you. And we went through that last Sunday. How intimate that calling is. Before the foundations of the world. He even knew those birth pains of faith that were going to start in your life. And how they were going to muster and grow to that seed of faith was planted. If you remember Ephesians, our scripture reading last week was Ephesians 1, verses 1 to 14, and I pointed out to watch for a repetitive phrase. And that's where we're going to focus on this evening, to bring that to more of a highlight to ourselves. And that phrase was, to the praise of his glory. I think, and I believe, it should draw us uh, further to develop an acceptable worship with all awe and reverence. And in the Lord's divine timing, it's, I've been reading a uh, devotional from John MacArthur. It's a yearly devotional every day through the month, every day of the month for 12 months. And January was focused on Ephesians chapter 1. <laughs> 31 days on unraveling uh, Ephesians chapter 1. I tell you, it just uh, it stirs your heart to see God's purposes and the glory that's due his name. And I want to bring that out a little bit this evening. So we see the, the, these three, I call them three phrases of praise. A punctuation mark three times to accentuate the redemption of a believer. In so doing, he reveals a deep spiritual mysterious work of God, as Paul writes this. But not only that, he also stamps in it with a specific purpose for his work. And the first one that appears in it is verse 6. If you have your Bibles, I trust that you do. Let's just follow through in Ephesians chapter 1. I don't know if this thing can support this big Bible or not. The first phrase in verse 6 appears. To the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. And so we have to go back up and see what was this glorious grace. We are told in the previous verses that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly uh, places in Jesus Christ. But this blessing takes place to the fact that it was God the Father who chose his people. He chose his people before the foundation of the world, and they were to be a holy and blameless before God. As we read in uh, 1 John 4.10, In love he adopted us sons through Jesus Christ according to his will. John, uh, 1 John 4.10 says, And this is love, not that we have loved God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. which he bestowed on us on his beloved, or through his beloved Jesus Christ. Before the foundation of the world, 
Scripture tells us specifically here of a purpose taking place for the glory of God, and that is calling a people to himself. That should leave you and I with a bit of awe even this evening as we repetitively have heard this. What does that really mean? As um, Pastor Jeff Noblet says, this is so wonderful, aren't you glad that you can just get, uh, belong to it, get, get with it, because you had nothing to do with it. It's all about God. It's God who has called us, God who is working for a purpose, and we get to be called along in it to the praise of the glory of his grace. When you think about this deep truth, even this evening, what does that do to your soul? Does it just come like become a, a, a repetitive phrase that uh, you've begun, you've heard for a number of years now, and you become almost sterile to it, or does it regenerate a genuine love for God? for the appreciation of your salvation. What does it do to your soul? Your affections? Your demeanor? See, glorifying God is an enormous privilege and an awesome responsibility. There's only going to be in the... In the in the era of history of mankind, there's going to be a small percentage of people that are going to have this privilege of knowing God and being with Him in glory. And you, if you're a child of God this evening, have that privilege. And it comes with an awesome responsibility to understand our salvation. And the working of it. Are we displaying God's power of grace in our lives? And the goodness that he has reached out and exercised in each one of our lives? Are we aiming to live a life for God's glory? And that's why he saved us. And so we think of that first that first praise. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved. We even sang about it this evening, that glorious grace from the Heavenly Father. I trust that you are able to each day remember of that grace that's been made available to you, that your heart and your eyes have been opened up to receive it. The second praise that comes through this portion of Scripture is in verse 12. So that we who were first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. It says, In him now becomes the focus of the the glory. In him in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
in the work of redemption. It was redemption. We receive our redemption through his blood. For the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the grace of our Heavenly Father. In his wisdom and insight, God made known to us the mystery of his will. The understanding and seeing that his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the sacrificial lamb, poured out a life of obedience, of sinlessness, to be the, the sacrifice that would be accepted for your sin, for my sin, for all those who would be called to this wondrous glory. In his wisdom and insight, God made us to, to see the mystery of his will. According to the Father's kind intentions, which he purposed in, in, in him, Jesus Christ. Not everybody can see that. In fact, there's a lot of people that can't see that. If you can see that this evening, rejoice in thanksgiving and praise. Because God has called you. You're now a child of his For there's a day coming where everything in the heavens and earth will be summed up in him, in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, who now sits on the right-hand side of the throne waiting for that day when all things will be gathered. We have obtained an inheritance according to the counsel of his will. Whose will? The Father's will. And for what purpose? To the praise of his glory. To the praise of his glory. God is showing himself. A work through the ages of creation from man. To display who he is. His loving intentions. His grace. His mercy. His goodness. It's sad to say. As we look at our life. Our life. It's so easy for us to lose focus and we get shifted from God's glory to my benefits. We look to God for benefits, for expression of his goodness to keep pouring upon us. Which God is good and he will pour them upon his people. But it's his glory that needs to be the pinnacle of our praise and our worship to him. The pinnacle of our daily lives and operation of it. We must continually rise and try to reach this achievement where every day, every day to begin with the realization, Lord, you've given me this day to glorify you. Give me the grace, God. Give me the grace to stand in a trial. Give me the grace to respond properly to an individual. Give me a grace to encourage a brother and sister in Christ. Give me the grace to tell a sinner of his need of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the praise of his glory in him, his beloved Jesus Christ. And the third praise in verse 14 reads, Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Having believed, having believed 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the redemption that's available through Him by faith. We are now sealed. We are sealed now in Christ by the work of the Holy Spirit. Which is a solemn pledge from God who does not lie. It's an inheritance which promises redemption of possession. And adoption into the family of God. What do you think carried all the martyred men and women before us in history? It was this right here. An inheritance which promises a redemption of possession. An adoption into the family of God. You see, saints are God's special possession. Not only because of creation, but also because of redemption. Because now we are redeemed. We are a people that belong to him. Revelation 5, 9. The living creatures and the 24 elders would sing out, Worthy art thou God. Paul charged the Ephesian elders to guard carefully the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Peter says we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light, for you once were not a people of God. The sealing, the sealing of the Holy Spirit speaks of security, ownership, and authority. This is more than a money, a mere money-back guarantee that uh, so av- much is advertised on TV these days. This encompasses ownership. We now are, <laughs> we now are a child of God. It needs to stir a, a living, vibrant uh, volcano of praise in our hearts and lives as we we focus and we understand this. So we should reflect his ownership and his sovereign rule in everything we do. Because remember, it was bought with a huge price. A price which the world cannot know. Only those who have been purchased are able to praise God for their redemption. Do you people, do I praise God for my redemption each day? Do we praise Him for His glory? The marvelous way He wanted to restore and show His intrinsic glory to the world of creation? You see, just as the head controls the human body, so Christ governs His body, the church. By His Spirit and His Word, He supplies all the resources the church needs to function to His glory. In this way, he guarantees that the Father's purposes will be fulfilled. And Ephesians 1.23 tells us the fullness of him who fills all in all. The implication is that the incomprehensible, all-sufficient, all-powerful, and utterly supreme Christ, in a sense, in a sense, is incomplete. Not in his nature, 
but in the decree to which his glory is seen in the world. His glory in the world is manifested through you and I and the local assembly of the church. It's through the church that, the God, that God is most glorified. See, the church was designed to complement Christ. He's the one who fills all in all. He's the fullness of deity in a bodily form and the giver of truth and grace. Yet, he chooses to reveal his glory in and through the church. This evening, we've gathered for that purpose. We've gathered to glorify God. We think it, a large portion is, that, is uh, sanctification, but it is a work of sanctification, but it's the glory of God that we gather here this evening. We come to worship him. Therefore, until the church is fully glorified, Christ will not be fully complimented. Each day that passes is a day closer to the moment of the church being fully glorified. When we will be gathered and all things will come into his presence. And so we take those thoughts even this evening. How is the church doing today and bringing glory to God? Does your life complement Christ? Does my life complement Christ? Do I adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in every respect or aspect and respect? Do you let your light shine for men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven? As I think of these phrases of praise this evening, we think of the work of our Heavenly Father and His wisdom and counsel and ages past, putting this master plan together to declare His glory, calling a people, a dead people, a people that hated Him, bringing out of them a people of it for his own possession. We think of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ who obediently fulfilled the law so that he would be the perfect sacrifice where God's wrath would be satisfied. We think of the praise, we think of the Holy Spirit who now takes that work and fulfills it. Calling each one. Awakening each one. Who has been called. For the glory of God. To the praise of the glory of his grace. To the praise of his glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. We think of the words Christ prayed. I glorified you on the earth, having accomplished the work which you have given to me to do. Father, we ask even this evening the Holy Spirit would cause that us to even reflect on those very words. Father, we are a weak vessel. 
a fallen vessel, but fathers, by grace that we're held, by grace we're restored, and by grace we'll be kept. Father, even this evening, Lord, as we reflect on these truths, enable us, Father, to be a vessel for the Master's use. Father, restore the joy of our salvation. Enlighten our hearts, Father, to the praise of your grace. Father, to the praise of your glory. For your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who faithfully and obediently worked a redemption, Father, for all those who would believe. To the praise of your glory. And for the Holy Spirit who now works to fulfill the counsel of the Father's will and purpose. To the praise of his glory. Father, we thank you for this time this evening. We thank you, Father, that uh, your word will not fall void. It will accomplish what it's been set out to do. And Father, we ask even this evening that our hearts would be receptive to the work of the Holy Spirit. In Christ's name we give thanks. Amen.